This episode of The Shakes is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. Squarespace has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. That is awesome. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code POOPYPANTS. That's P-O-O-P-Y-P-A-N-T-S. Squarespace. Everything you need to create an exceptional website. This episode is also sponsored by An Event Apart, the design conference for people who make websites. An Event Apart has upcoming events in San Diego, Boston, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Austin, and San Francisco. An Event Apart brings together 12 leading minds in web design for two days of nonstop inspiration and enlightenment, plus an optional day-long workshop on multi-device web design. If you care about code as well as content, usability as well as design, An Event Apart is the conference you've been waiting for. Go to aneventapart.com slash the shakes to learn more. And on the last episode of The Shakes. I don't know. I bet I bet Quinn, I bet he is he's baby faced enough underneath that beard that I bet he could he could I've seen know. him without a beard. I would have to I would have to like Haven't I'd have you? to re-dye my hair. No, he's pretty much always had a beard. No, like three years ago he didn't. When I, I first had, met I had him. a love patch. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't know. Pat, Pat, over time just blurs together. <laughs> I, 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 I really, I really, I, really become, I become one big hairy mess. Well, I, I really, I, I really mark my Pat seasons by glasses. Mm, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. That's, it's true. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. Hair length and glasses. Hair length and glasses. That's those. Those are my Pat markers. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Cliff, how you doing? I'm uh, doing really well. Okay. Because, uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, not bad. Are you are Good. you just like hanging out in your car? I am. Yeah. It's really creepy too because I've I'm uh I've pulled out of the high school parking lot and now I'm <laughs> in a lake watching people run by. So, yeah, uh, that is really yeah. It would be the best if you were still in the high school parking lot on your phone. Yeah, just kind of staring at the door. It, it uh yeah it was two two awful uh choices i think i mm-hmm. may have chosen the worst one though well you know <laughs> it, you stick stick with it though i mean you know be I strong you need strong. to be you need to be chain smoking mm-hmm. and yeah. uh and like actually reading some kind of pornography just a white panel van yeah yep yep a, a white panel van with a half a half of a uh uh, past blue ribbon can. Just there you go. The one there you go. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I orchestrated this call, guys. Uh, <laughs> while while he's while he's in a in an intermission of choral recitals. All right. Uh, and so uh, this is Cliff Watson. And earlier this week on Twitter, Medium Medium dot com, a, a great new site for people who uh, you know write smart things, featured an article about uh, about Facebook and social and teenagers that Cliff wrote, and I read it, and damn. Damn, Cliff, it's good. I will second that damn. Yeah. Thank you. I so, thought it was awesome. So we wanted, we, wanted to have you, we wanted to have you on and talk about it a little bit. Sure. 
so a little bit of background, Cliff. Uh, uh, tell us. Uh, I mean, you know, you say on 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 that uh, article that that you are in advertising and marketer and everything. So so give us the rundown. Yeah, give where us do the you? Creds. Yeah, I'm curious because I Omaha's. Uh, I worked in Omaha for a bit, and and curious to know where you work. Uh, yeah, I worked at Bozell for I don't know ten years almost, and I've been with Bailey Lowerman for oh guess, shit. Plus. Of the last eighteen months, I worked at both of those places. Yeah. yeah, I worked. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. I worked. I worked both of those places, um, and have two kids, uh, sixteen and fourteen. And so I, when I when I saw that article that came up on BuzzFeed, uh, it struck a nerve both as a dad and as someone you know, someone who does this stuff every day. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of that's kind of the the impetus of the, the article itself. Okay. Right. So, so you're finding that, uh, teenagers who are on Facebook are, are basically losers, right? <laughs> well, I, I, that's, that's I exactly, I mean, I'm no. just going to paint it with the broadest brush. Cliff, I mean, Cliff, I will tell you my 15 year old verbatim. You are a loser. If you are on Facebook, the, it, it has become kind of like, you know, you might as well be wearing, you know, I don't fucking leg warmers to school or something. I mean, it's 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 not. No, that would be infinitely more cool than Facebook. That, but get in the mic, Quinn. Get up on the mic. Come on, Mike. The 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 thing though is that I love is that it's just like the reason they hate it is because it's filled with Gen Xers, like you totally. guys. Totally. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. No, I just. God, it's really early in the show for Quinn to start. I don't really think that there's a time limit. For yeah, that. <laughs> no, it's 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 way it's way way early. No, I I mean I thought, and Cliff, could you say uh, you know, and and I don't know enough about what I'm talking about to make this statement, but it feels kind of true. Can you say? I mean, it feels like in the advertising world, social media has always driven, and now it feels like the consumer is kind of driving social media for the first time. And I love that it's kind of the, the teens that are doing it. Yeah. I mean, the thing that got me, the thing that kind of pissed me off, uh, when I saw, cause I first saw it on some, I'll use, I mean, air quote, legitimate, uh, news source and that news source. And I don't remember what it was. That news source used Buzzfeed as the source of their, article, which, of course, BuzzFeed uh, is doing nothing but picking up that Piper Jaffrey study. And so it was It was this weird, um, I got pissed because whoever it was, and I, don't, I really don't remember who it was, it, was, it came through an email that, you know, suddenly the, it wasn't the Times, but the Times was saying, you know, teens are abandoning social media. And you start to look back and dig into why they think that, and it became really obvious to me, like, right off the bat, that it was just kind of sensationalist. Yeah. It made for a good headline. Essentially, Piper Jeffrey does a study that shows a survey 5,000 teens to say, what's the most important social media site uh, in your life? And most of them, um, there was like a 10% drop uh, in Facebook um, from the last survey they did, survey they did uh, last fall. Facebook drops, um, Tumblr drops almost by half, which, was, which I found kind of astounding because my kids basically reblogged 400 times a day. Um, But, but a lot of, just a lot of traditional old school social media, old school meaning like three years old, 
um, yeah. Yeah. social media sites uh, were losing teenagers, but then they started, they did, they had these write-in. If the social media site that we mentioned isn't your, quote, most important social media site, then what is? And a lot of those kids mentioned things like Snapchat and Kick, which are messaging services. It just became really apparent to me that, that they're not leaving social media. They're leaving places where 25-year-olds uh, with jobs and no lives are hanging out at night <laughs> because yeah because they don't need to be there. Yeah. I, I mean this is totally this is totally qualitative. But like my kids, what I saw was Facebook becomes popular with parents. Kids want to get on it because kids, you know, it's like smoking and drinking. Let's let's do what the adults are doing. Yeah, they smoking. got on for a year. It, it was a train wreck, and they left. Well, I love I love your comparison is like. Uh, you know, adults get on it because they want to, you know, keep in touch with past schoolmates and, mm-hmm. you know, friends from far away. And it's like kids do that at and, school. Yeah, every day. Every it's day. It's called the locker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going through divorce. I also had uh, like a high school reunion. Um, and so it was people were getting on and, and like the guy and that I sat next to in fifth grade was looking at photos of my kids and. It was it was creepy, yeah. <laughs> and I looked down at one point, and I had 500 friends on Facebook, and I've never had 10 friends in my life. And I yeah, thought, what the yeah, fuck and is all this? of a sudden, you know, I like, know. why am I here? Yeah, yeah. why am I here? And I, I don't. I, there's a reason that I haven't talked to you people for 20 years. Yeah. So I bailed. I'm back on now because of work, but um, it, it it was just one big class reunion, and kids haven't even graduated. They don't need to, you know, they don't need a class reunion yet. Well, the thing, True. the thing I always, the joke I always make is there's the Facebook lie because you've got the friends who, you know, day to day and then you, and you know how their lives go with their kids and lives in general. And it's completely different from the photos that you see where everybody's happy and mm-hmm. having a good time. And if you were to just take that, you're like, Oh my God, they're the happiest people. They're doing all these great things. But then, you know, kind of the, the whole underlying of everything, and it's like, yeah. yep, the Facebook lie. <laughs> it yeah, is the Facebook but lie. it's, it, you know, the only reason, and I have said this before, the only reason I stay on Facebook is, and literally this is the only reason, is because I have to keep track of all the bitches that got fat after high school. And if I can't do that, <laughs> if I don't have a way to do that, I, I have no boost in my self-esteem mm-hmm, at any yeah. point. Even though I am one of those bitches, probably. <laughs> That's the sad part about it. You're always somebody else's bitch. I'm the exact opposite. I went to a school. Uh, I went to a college where with with hundreds of overachievers that are now really successful business people and attorneys and doctors. Oh, it gets a little depressing on Facebook. Yeah, that that also sucks. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know that one too. Mm. But what's so smart about everything that was in your article is it just proves that social media is most successful when it's an escape from reality, mm-hmm. and that might not matter no matter how old you are. You know for older generations who are big on Facebook, it's an escape from reality because they're betraying a certain part of their lives. Right. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, like you were saying, they don't, teens don't go on Facebook because school is Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then the bigger picture, yeah, well, and then the bigger picture for totally fake person and absolutely hugely successful. I I think I think that we all three, well, I would say we all three are, but Pat doesn't tweet. Kind of our own fake little people, and um, yeah, but no, I think that you know the the big not under my name, I don't. Ooh, see, he's even more fake. 
So the thing that really got me was, of course, um, you know, that that liquidity of of mommy and daddy's money and how how do the marketers get to them and everything. And, and, and this whole this whole perfect world and advertising house of cards and social media has now fallen apart. So, yeah. So you've got it. You've got a totally panicked uh, um, client who has just read the. You know, either yeah. your article or the they, Piper Joffrey. Plus, they just spent ten thousand yeah. dollars on a campaign. And and you. how do you how do you simmer them down and how do you redirect them? Yeah, depending on who your audience is. If your audience is, you know, if you're if you're going after twenty year olds for your client, um, you you got to move pretty fast and figure out uh, adjust. Um, hopefully, if you're if that's your main uh, audience, you're used to the kind of chaos that that you know that eighteen to twenty five year olds bring to the party and so you're you're ready to adjust at any moment but but i think that's kind of if you're if you're a general agency or you're a big agency that just has clients that you know b to c b to b 18 to however old um it's funny because we bill ourselves as you know we're the creative people and we're we're the agents of change and let us show you the way and really what we are is a bunch of people that want to boilerplate a plan and just hand it out to everybody and make money because the same thing works for every audience Boom. everywhere, which is which used to be true. If you can look out and project how things are swinging, where they're going, or at least where they're moving away from, um, you can start to adjust things for your clients. And if not, you're just going to get left behind like so many agencies did with digital. All right. Well, so Cliff, Cliff, what is what is your role at Bailey? I am a, a writer and uh, what they call a brand messaging strategist. So essentially I'm the guy in the room that when somebody says, uh, we should say this, I say one of two things, either it's out of that, that's out of client voice or that's not the right thing to say to the, to the, uh, to the audience. So how many people, how many people have stared at you weird in your car? Uh, everybody is running by and trying not to stare at me at all. And they're failing fairly miserably. I'm the only one that's not in like uh in like a dry tech t-shirt and uh, a yeah. running short and a visor. You got to make um, like, act so. like you're, act like you're taking a photo of them or something when they run by or make some kind of crazy. Yeah. That'll make them feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. We're going to let you get back <laughs> to, uh, you yeah. know, get back to staring at people running before you have get to get back, back to, to creeping. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go be creepy. I got a good hour and 15 minutes of creeping before the next, uh, nice. the next performance Enjoy. of, uh, Diamond Threat Girl's best friend. Yeah. Mm. You guys take care. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, okay. All right. Thanks, thanks Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Oh, we should talk about our people. We sh- we, we should talk about our people, yeah, and then we should probably also talk because we have two sponsors this week. Yeah, well, we, let's yeah. let's go ahead and do that. Let's get on do the that, and train. then like make some fart jokes at the end. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. And we have a lot of beer let's, on the do table. We have a setup. Don't we have a setup for beer buddies? Yeah. Tonight's beer buddies are are just just take a pat. Rusty Kugler, Microbrew. Yeah, Rusty. Tyler Hillsman. Yard beer. Yard beer. Joel Gerhold, that son of a bitch, that old son of a bitch. Yard beer. That's right. Joel Gerhold, who has now become a verb. Like 26,000. Yeah. <laughs> we're Gerholding. Yeah, we're Gerholding. Joel, seriously, dude. Are you, I hope you're up. I hope you're up. It's like he 3 is. o'clock. Yeah. yeah. 
and you're like you can barely keep your eyes open. I hope you're appreciating all this. And and we do we have a plethora of all the beer because of these three fine gentlemen we have. Thank you. So hey Pat, how's the uh how's the setup with Squarespace going? Okay, Jeremy, I'm glad you asked. Um I will say that I still need a little help and I did ask you previously to yes. the podcast. Yes. Um about setting up radio on my future right. Uh, website. Yes. Um, uh, I will say that um, I did upgrade my account. I paid my money. Mm-hmm. And then I continued to get emails saying, hey, your account has expired. Do you want to renew your account? And I did um, do a live chat with Squarespace. Mm-hmm. They were all busy, so they got back to me. And I would say got back to me in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Alex P. emailed me and said, well, here's the thing. You had about six different accounts, and what you're getting is you're getting emails on that, and mm-hmm. here is your direct link. And so yeah. that's yeah. all That's all worked out. Well, that's the thing. Is I, had a, I feel like my dad is talking to me about setting up an email. I had, <laughs> I had, I had a lot my of... My VCR kept blinking 12. <laughs> I had a lot of... Again, I had a lot of so Gen X. I had a lot of. I had a lot of. <laughs> You're gonna make a VCR reference. To my Betamax. Really <laughs> my Betamax was giving me trouble. Um, um, had a lot of false starts. I played around. I, I played. I played the field, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, let's uh, let's give mm-hmm. this a shot. And uh, so I, I, in effect, went through about half of their templates to make sure that I had the right one. Yeah. And uh, so far, so good now. Okay, good. Well, see, now you brought, you brought up a fantastic point, and, uh, and, and I think that we've cemented it and made it even more clear, is that not only does Squarespace have 24-7 tech 24/7. support for when you have a problem, oh, I'm they, so can fig- they can figure out your shit even when you're stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, by not six, as intuitive as you six thought, accounts. Do you mean like it no. did not produce a robot that came no, out of your up. screen <laughs> and sat next to you to hold your hand? So the point is, even though we, you know, really, but the real point is twenty four seven. It's twenty four seven support because there is never a normal hour that I'm working on something like my portfolio. Exactly. It's like three in the morning. I can't sleep. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. I, I tapped too many that. times. Oh my, oh my God. God. I got way too mm-hmm. bold with my coding and now yeah. I can't undo yeah. it. You know? So, so in quote, quote, normal business hours, live chat is available. All you have to do is go to squarespace.com, chat up somebody and, and they can get you an answer to your question. But if you are, up in the middle of the night trying to work on a portfolio, trying to set up your creative mistress, trying to get everything going the way you want to, and you have a question, somebody is there and should get back to you within, so you said 20 minutes, so I would imagine that's probably a pretty good average. So, uh, you know, so so help is help is there. So despite everything that Pat just the said. The 20 minutes it probably took them was because they were like, oh my God, look at this dude. They, hey, had, to, they hey, had to go through your Jeff six over there. Come, come over here and look at what this yeah. guy's doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Pat I'm is laughing you. at himself I'm in the most silent you. way possible. I'm not an idiot. We didn't I'm say not, you no, were. No, we're not saying you're an idiot. I'm just saying you're not necessarily technically inclined. Are you really going <laughs> to argue with that? I'm telling you. <laughs> I think that our offer code for the month of May... Is 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 rather fitting for for your your experience a little bit. You know, you you are you're you're trying things. 
Some things are sticking. Some things are not. You've got somebody there to, to help you out. You've got, you've got a friend on your side. So if you are wanting to try out Squarespace, and we totally think that you should, uh, it, it is a, there's, there's a no obligation trial. You can try it for 14 days without putting any sort of credit card down. But if you decide that you want to try, if you want to you know, go with it, you can use the offer code Poopy Pants. Poopy pants. Poopy pants. All one word. And you can get 10% off your first purchase on squarespace.com. I fucking love offer codes. Which I, I, yeah, I did the offer code. It was great. And I'm going to tell you, we have the best offer codes on Mule Radio (laughs) Center. Obviously, because, well, because everybody, everybody else, else is like, like they're they're ten percent sh- off. Well, and and then it's, it, you know it's like yes, it is you know name of show four, name of show five for the month. Yeah, yeah. but it's we also poopy pants, like super awesome because it's you know you type poopy pants in and then you hit enter and it's like what is going to happen to my screen? It, yes, <laughs> you know? not not only not only do you get. <laughs> a discount it's just fun to write poopy pants yeah you're like ah i put poopy pants into a form and hit enter <laughs> yeah. yeah that's super absolutely fun. so yeah so use the use the offer code poopy pants to get 10 percent off your first purchase on a squarespace website you can go to squarespace.com slash shakes to take advantage of that offer give them a try squarespace everything you need to create an exceptional website you'll be glad you did Wow, are we all going to take a nap so, now? So I guess, well, I, I think, I, I think okay, I've learned man. one thing, is we don't lead off a show with a call. Then <laughs> we've got, we to, get some, we've got to get some momentum got, in. Yeah, we've got to get the machine going. Yeah, because my thought was like, ah, we'll have him call in right at the very first. We'll you know, edit it in later. But then now, how do we start the show? Well, yeah. okay. Because the show be, hasn't started. Let's just be really fucking brilliant for like 45 minutes and then call it a cut because it's God damn beautiful outside. All right. Where do we go from here? Well, I was going to say with um with Cliff talking about about medium, we could talk about uh, we could talk about Quinn and I's awkward uh, exchange on, <laughs> about what I wrote on medium. You want to talk about that or you Oh, not was that talk on medium? That? that was on medium. Oh, that was confusing for me. Okay. Oh, okay. That okay. was confusing for well, you. Well, no, I was just like, God, how many more blogs is he going to have? Yeah, like, Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, is it like Honey, the baby needs a in a minute. In a minute. In a minute, I've got to go. Yeah. Daddy's on the internet. Here. Yeah, that's right. He's mm-hmm. Like Jeremy's got like sixteen different computers set up, and yep. he's got all these different yep. things going on. Okay, so so let's let's paint a let's paint a larger picture here, because we talked about bulletproof before before Cliff called in, and then um, you know we talked about me and 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 my pony stuff, but we didn't talk about Quinn. So the thing, the thing about Quinn is Quinn actually gave us a lovely preview of she her did. talk. You don't Pretty even know what you, sneak, you I know there. what you talked kno- about. He knows. Yeah. So don't, yeah. Don't, don't assume that I'm not fucking plugged in even though I'm not there. He has his eyes. He has his little birds. 3%. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, what? Yes. Episode 14 
when we all got to talking about uh, we when we got to talk about leaning in, which I am reading, by the way. I am reading as well. Yep. Good so so for we're doing both it. Of you. Yeah. So we'll see. You told us to do it. And, Good. And, and I'm surprised. I'm I really. Surprised Pat's I'm, doing it. But, sh- what? Not not because not because you never do anything, Pat. I what? <laughs> Jesus. That's totally true. What I'm, is this? Mean? What? He's Come like, on. wait, I'm here. I'm assuming that your wife was like, yeah, read that. So yes, episode 14 was a fantastic preview of what Quinn ended up talking about. Which, which at the time I didn't know that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, really? Oh, oh see, you should see, have never said that. you should have never that. said that. Because, because but, yeah. it would have been awesome well, if you would have Well, no, no actually, actually, it's cool because it gave you the inspiration. You're like, that is what I should totally not talk cool. about. So not cool. Yeah. But you could have also played it off like I knew it all along and yeah. I was being sly. Should've, should've well, I'm pretty sure that in that episode I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do <laughs> bulletproof but on. You, like, but that would have been more brilliant. That, that, w- that could be a ruse. I have no though. idea. I'm laying the groundwork. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I've tricked you all. Regardless. Regardless. So all of our discussion about leaning in. About the lack of female creative directors, the uh, the the difficulty of, uh, you know, not even just women in the workforce, but as applied to creative work, technical work, et cetera, et cetera. And Quinn did a fantastic, fantastic job about it. And so the but the funny thing is, is that not only did episode 14 inspire Quinn to decide what she was going to talk about on Bulletproof. It also inspired me in a special way. And I wrote an article on Medium called Accidental Chauvinist, where I, where I tried to kind of tie that whole idea about it really sucks that there are not enough female creative directors, females being treated properly in the tech industries and the creative. And, and I tried to tie it to that uh, Brad Paisley song, Accidental Racist, in a really poor way. Anyhow. <laughs> it was connected. You did it. Uh, yeah. Well, not well. So after she gave her, her fantastic presentation, we're hanging out, out outside, the, uh, outside the venue, and I tell her about what I wrote. And I said, I'll send you the link. So I send the link. And then, you know, don't hear from her for a couple of days, which, you know, whatever. And then, like, I get this email. I generally let your emails pile up to about five. And then and, I and take then, a and moment then, and, then and you I go take, through yeah, all that, that is yeah. true. She, she, yeah, she, yeah she, she stacks them up. And then I get, like, bam, 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 bam. Like, tons of, tons of replies all at once. So, so I get a reply about, <laughs> about this article that I wrote. And it's, and it's, you know, a good 750 words. And I'm like... Oh fuck! Because like the, like the first thing was it was like you know it, I kind of come off as a bitch. Am I really that big of a bitch? And I'm like, oh fuck! No, no, this is not what not I a to bitch. Do. That a would be gigantic different. bitch. No, a dumb bitch. Oh, a dumb bitch. Yes, a dumb totally bitch. Different. Which again, somehow I didn't write it properly, and so so really the the you know long story short, I I went through like paragraph by paragraph and like replied to each single paragraph each single point because i was i was shitting my pants i was like oh god i pissed quinn off the show's over you know and and like that (laughs) takes a lot to piss quinn off that is exactly how i responded so uh you know and and of course of course like i spent a good hour and a half replying to it and then and then she comes back with oh no that's not what i meant sorry don't worry about fuck well, no, I mean, because, you know, what you wrote is was a perfect segue into, like, a really important conversation. And, 
you know, it was perfectly timed. You know, it was three days before I gave my bulletproof presentation on, you know, the, the lack of women mm-hmm. in creative and in advertising and sort of all the fucking obstacles that that involves. But, you know, you were bringing up <clears throat> a point about how you felt bad about texting me. Well, it was less about texting you and, and more about that whole, that but whole, oh, I feel really you, bad that we kind of bag on Quinn all the time. Yeah. What? Well, the, yeah. okay, Just, see, sh- go fucking read the article. I think I sent it. Didn't I send it to you? No, I was just getting ready to say that, but then I okay. thought, I'm not going to make it about me. <laughs> you didn't send me the fucking article. Okay, all right. Okay, fine. Okay. So go ahead. All right. I'm sorry, well, Quinn. Let me, let me give that context. No. Okay, at, at some point, I went, wow. And, and this was like, you know, sitting around talking over dinner with my wife. I'm like, you know, and this was like early on in the thing. I was like, you know, sometimes Pat and I are kind of dicks to Quinn. And, and she was like, Eh, because, you know, she listens to the show. She's like, eh, you know, why? Well, why do you think that is? I'm like, I don't know. And I hope it's not because, you know, I hope it's not because she's this, you know, young girl with, you know, the the 40-something guys. She's young and and she's a female. I mean, uh, those are the two answers, right? Sure. And so... (laughs) Those were the answers that you gave in the article, though. Right. Uh, Well, I was worried... That I was, I was worried that subliminally that was, you know, you know yeah. it made you like the easy target or whatever. And so my wife was like, no, it's like, seriously, if she was a guy, especially Jesus. if she was the same agency as she was a guy, you two would be way worse to her than you are. Absolutely. You know, but, but so I, then we're reverse yeah. because we're not. Well, as but as my, we- th- but my thing is I was like, oh, I better, I better back off. And so in, and when she had, and then when she said that whole thing about, um, you know, like we were talking about some texts that we had and she's like, why don't you guys include me in the text? That's when I was realizing that, oh wait, in trying to keep everything all equal, she's excluded. And that was in my, in, in, to me. And so that was what kind of inspired me to, to and my whole response was, First of all, that's not the case. I don't feel like I'm taken advantage of or, or you guys are beaten up on me by any means on the show. I think I give it back as much as you guys, you know. Oh, more, yeah. more so. Yeah. Do you and, know why I don't include you on text? Because you think I have your number and I don't. There is literally no way. You don't have my number. I am. I'm. I'm going on my messages right now, and I'm typing in Quinn Catherman, and I get your Facebook email. Okay. That's what I get. Well, that's just a lack of you inputting. My you shut up. Because every time I've texted you, you're like, "Who is this?" And you I'm like, what? "Shut okay. the fuck up, Pat." Tell me the last time that you texted me. I, like five shows ago. Bullshit. 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 I don't have it anywhere in my text. Well, probably because I'm not in your phone and you were like, who is this? And I was like, shut the fuck up, Pat, because I thought that you were joking, (laughs) but you were actually being serious. No, I'm blocking that number. Um, But my, my whole point was that inevitably, like, you know, you guys are at a certain point in your careers. I'm at a certain point in mine. And we have very different point of views and that is going to lead to you guys being like, Oh my God, you're a fucking idiot. And me being like, Oh my God, you guys are idiots. Yes. More than not. As we have demonstrated time and time again. Yeah. And I think that 
that's a good thing. I mean, we got to give people something to listen to, but I also think... Is that you? Uh, yeah. Okay. There you I'm go. going to sign a contact, and I'm going to start <laughs> including you on my bullshit texts that don't really mean much. Okay. You're going to get beer can cocky texts. Yeah, now. exactly. Well, well, and, you know, but my whole thing was that equality is bullshit. Like, that's not what it's about. It's not about, like, creating you know, equal number of women or equal number of men or trying to be fair and equal with the women you're surrounded by on a daily basis or even on the show, you know, like equality to me breeds more chauvinistic sexist behavior, no matter how well intended it was to begin with. Which is the point of what I wrote. But I just did not make that point very well because yes, I had good intentions, but it was, it, well, I said it was exactly like the whole thing where, you know, you, you accidentally say a racist comment and then you're like, well, hold on guys. I have so many friends here, that but, are, okay, but here's you know? the thing. It's a catch 22 situation. When I would hire people, I would <clears throat> make sure that I had a good group of female writers that I was looking at because I wanted that diversity. Does that make me a chauvinist because I was specifically going out of my way? No, that was making me, I, I was aware of the situation and I wanted that diversity. Yeah. You got a call out in my <clears throat> presentation at Bulletproof. Seriously? Yeah. Yep. Damn. I wasn't there. I, I know. The whole thing you was, could've, you could've, I'm you know, really grateful to you know, the men, as it so happened, that... That was that was my call out? <laughs> well, it it was less specific until I found... It was more specific until I found out you weren't going to be there. <laughs> Damn it. Um, who opened the door to me at Barclay and gave me that chance. And But at the same time, like every single day, I still have to fight to sit at the table. You do. And it's not because there is, you know insane amounts of sexism or or that it's like this deliberate discrimination it's just that people aren't even thinking about it right. yeah and if i don't demand a place if i don't step up and be like you know make everybody call me a bitch because i'm like i'm going to that fucking meeting yeah you know then i i don't earn my role i don't yep. i don't I get ahead and yep. i have lost the ability to give a shit when people call me a bitch or when yep. people mm -hmm. think that i'm a bitch because i throw a fit when they tell me they're gonna send a dude in my place to go present my work because yep. that's what the client wants yep. not okay <laughs> no that's total bullshit that's total that bullshit. is total bullshit but i mean that is a that An is a totally different thing. Yeah, I mean... And I will yeah. tell Whereas, you, Quinn, here's the good news. It doesn't change the longer you've been in the business. No, it... Uh, I obviously. live with it day in and day out with my wife. But it hasn't changed since the beginning no, it, of well, advertising. It, it, I mean, it, it has evolved, but it has not... It's still bullshit. It's still mm -hmm. bullshit. I, I probably brought this up in last or two podcasts ago. And so I apologize if I did. Okay. It's not Joel Gerhold wishing my son happy birthday. Okay. That's, that's all that's God. as long as it's not that I I'm good. With I, that. uh, um, when we cut, when we cut our payless spots way back, we used a, uh, a female editor in New York. Her name was Jillian. I don't know what her last name was. 
but she was great. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I said, I'm so happy that we have a female editor. And she looked at me weird, like, what the fuck? And it was like, that was, that was a compliment. It's like, it was nice and refreshing to be working with somebody other than a dude. Mm -hmm. It was nice. And it's like, I, I wasn't being like some kind of own unknowing dick by calling right. that out. But I see, was or being condescending. That yeah. is about the fact that in her profession, even more, I mean, it's all advertising. It's all fucking dick sucking bullshit. But at the end of the day, like what <laughs> she is doing is even more male dominated than the world I live in. Right. No, no. And yes. so, and so I'm sure that she spends so much time and she has spent so much of her career trying to play down the fact that she's a woman. Yeah. She probably has worked so hard to make that the, the most non issue that there is that for you to say something like that to her was probably like a slap in the face because to her it's, I'm a good editor because I'm a good editor. I'm, a good I'm not editor. a good editor because right. I'm a woman. Right. No, no, no. And I didn't, and I, and it wasn't because, Hey, I want a female editor because it was it was just refreshing. Yeah, refreshing and and everything that you said is is super on point. You know, like that's how I feel. But that's probably totally how she took it. You're right. You know, and and the other thing is, it's like when you work in such a male dominated industry, it's so hard not to have this mentality of like there can only be one you know like and and i i find myself feeling this and i know that i work and have worked with women who have been you know less than positive towards me and less than helpful have never encouraged me or helped me out or done anything even nice and it's because there is this mentality in advertising where it's like there can only be one and you may be good, but I am never fucking telling yep, you that. I know. And I hope you die in a fire. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. like, because mm -hmm. they're not just going to like, all of a sudden, all these women are going to be like in leadership roles. That just is right. not going to happen, you know? But and that's, and the, yeah, and that's the shitty thing is it promotes, I mean, ultimately you want to say, okay, sisters help out sisters, but it is a like a side effect of the situation that we're in where, where women are not being promoted the way that they should be that they, you know, and they, they like, because know, there is, there's the one woman on top who woman. knows that she has bled. She has, and in the process, she's lost her identity. She's yeah. lost her identity mm -hmm. to get because to that role. She has said, please ignore the fact that I have breasts. No. Please ignore who I am as a person and only think of me in this work role in terms of what I'm capable of doing. Yep. And that is also why women are so much more capable than half of the men you've probably hired solely because men just don't have to work that hard. Mm -hmm. They don't have to work that hard to prove themselves. All they have to do is show a tiny bit of interest and it's like, oh, fuck, let's promote you because you have potential. Women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you know that there. stack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how I got into, you know, your what would have been an awesome shout out Damn was it. the fact that I was hired into advertising based on my potential and nothing else. Yep. Very that's unlike, true. very unlike that's what usually true. happens. Let and me say her book 
blue. You didn't even have really. I didn't have a you book. Had a I had cards. some cards. You had some cards. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and some articles on C. difficile. <laughs> um, but that's the nasty. What was going <laughs> what was going through your head at our first meeting at the Bulldog where we had a couple beers you I took in three stuff. shots before I came and met you and I was like this is going to be a fucking disaster. Oh, uh, that's so funny. That's so funny. And then it was like two months of like downtime. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to hire Quinn. I was shell shocked for three months because I was just like, first of all, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> Pat is an idiot. Like I went through different days of like, what if idiot, you know? And then other days being like, sucker, he is brilliant. <laughs> of course he would hire me. How he could he knew not? This. He knew this you know? all along. And then there were the days where I was like, what a monster. He's going to make me one of them. <laughs> and then before I knew it, and then she was one, and of, them. Then we she lost, was one of them. Yeah. And then we lost Sonic and I was like, cool. So this just is going to keep happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this sort of, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is, it's one of those things where my potential got me in the door. It got me a job, but my potential is not what is going to get me a promotion. It is not what's going to make me an official in terms of title leader within the creative department. I can tell you in my new role, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that hired on potential is not, I don't know that I could get hired into a role based on potential. Oh, because you, you, you missed that window after, you know, somewhere in your late twenties, you know, like people stop looking at you as they have a lot of potential in the road. I hope is long. not. I hope not. Yeah. I my, would hope not. My too, father but- has given me lots of great advice. And one of the things <clears throat> when I left Bozell, the creative director said, I'm sorry you're leaving. You showed great potential. And I remember commenting to my dad. I'm like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've got it. I'm not showing potential. I've got it. And he and my dad said to me, he said, I hope at the age of 65, when I'm still in this business, I hope somebody says to me, you show great potential. Right. He said, I hope I never lose that. So. To me, especially it's just called now. something different, though. I think experience takes that away, and you have to understand potential in a different yes way. Yes, but know. then at the but at the same time, though, I mean, there's there's kind of that. Yeah, I, and this I don't know. There's great. there's a magical. She's saving the world. I am a the, child of the night. Um, yeah, but you're you're like you're like taken after that. I know. I'm trying to stay calm as we talk about this. There's some sort of magical demarcation though that that says, okay, this this potential that you've got, you need to have cashed it in by this point and turn that potential in resu- yeah, into and results. That has nothing to do with gender. That's no, yeah. no, no, no. That's just that's just in general. But I mean, so I guess I guess what I'm saying is I I understand, and it's great, and I I love what your dad said there. But I I think though that there's there's an expectation that you know sooner sooner or later you've got to have more than just potential. Exactly. Right. I mean, so. if you're 
if you're 40 something in the business and you show great potential, somebody's going to say, Jesus, at what point is he going to start showing something? <laughs> so I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it, it's it exactly go, it goes what by, everybody says it about goes, me. It goes by and, a different, it goes by a different term. But just for the listeners out there who may not have read Sheryl Sandberg or been at Bulletproof, the reason we are talking so much about potential is because of a stat that says that women are promoted based on their accomplishments, whereas men are promoted based on their potential. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that everybody that is listening right now can think of more than one instance where that has been the case. Yeah. But I, I really, I think ovaries ruin potential and it is seen by people, you know, like Please whatever potential well, they are seen in a, in a woman. And do, do, do you it's mean like, honestly that ovary? I mean, no, what, what no, you, the existence yeah. of them take away. Right? If you're look, if you're thinking about it as a math equation, it's like you know, or you know, keeping score. It's like did this, this, and this add ten points for potential? Has ovaries minus ten. You know, it's sort okay, of like bitch yeah, is going to get pregnant yeah. at some point, and then where will that potential go? Right. You know, like mm-hmm. the the Cheryl Sandberg talks all about the fact that like women very early on think about and start planning for when they're going to have a baby and start a family. They right. start editing their careers and behaving in a certain way. And that's where her term lean in comes from because women will start to lean back. And I remember Mm -hmm. I got hired at Barkley and two and a half months later I got engaged and I remember it was over labor day. And I remember Steve got down on one knee proposed and i remember two thoughts you're, went you're through my head yeah i was gonna say now she just did a you're, Joel you're, you're starting you're starting to repeat did i do yourself. did i already yeah, say this yeah, yeah, yeah so okay yeah. so when am i gonna get pregnant when am I gonna yeah wh- that was my it was like how how will i ever do my job because yeah. i i don't get it i really don't know how at this point in my life with the job i have and the hours that i work how i would ever become a mother and it's so unconscious that as a result of thinking about this, getting pregnant, even way before you get pregnant, it's like you are already starting to be like, eh, I'm not going to go for that. I'm, I'm not going to like go the extra mile and do that work because, you mm-hmm. know, you know, it's like, and then you go and you have a baby and it's like, you're looking at this beautiful thing that you created and that you love more than anything in the world. And then you look at your job, which you have been pulling back from for the past three years. And it's like, what, what's going to win out? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the kid wins, but if, if that is not the mindset, if, if, you know, obviously if we had better maternity leave and practices in this country, I mean, we're the one of the worst in the world mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Like if that was better and you know, women weren't afraid of the fact that after you know taking six weeks off that somehow they would come back and immediately be fired is I will say that like I almost left the agency I'm at now for another agency solely because there was a group creative director that was a female at another agency yeah and thank god I didn't because a month later she went to Hallmark and I was crushed because I couldn't believe like like here was this one woman who I was like basing everything on who I was like, okay, if she can fucking do this, 
I can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is the hardest part about not having any female creative directors. I don't, there's not even a creative director. We have, you know, ass tons of executive creative directors and group creative directors. And then we have just regular old creative directors. I mean, this is a list of 10 to 12 people and there's not a single woman in that list. So here, here, here's what, here, here's what I will say. How am I supposed to look at that and be like, oh yeah, I can fucking do this. You can do it. That's what you need to tell yourself. See, I so, know I can do it. And, and it's and, just, and it is, I'm not in any way saying that I'm living the same life. Cause I'm not, but this is somewhat comparable. So as a writer coming into Hallmark, I can tell you that Hallmark is designer driven. It is very much about the craft of design and art directors and stuff. And <clears throat> thankfully I have come in at a later time when a lot of my people, and I will call out Amy Cecil, have fought the good fight to get more equality as it relates to writers. And I was in a room with my boss and my boss's boss, and they said, boy, writers really feel like they don't get a fair shake. And my response was, well, because they don't. And I, t- and I said, I said, I'm not going to stand here and point fingers and bitch and complain. I'm just going to change it. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what you need to do is you can do it. You will do it. And then you will learn. I've learned. And I tell this to my kids time and time again, I've learned more from failures than I have from successes. I've learned more from bad creative directors than I have from great oh, creative. Absolutely. Directors. Yeah. yeah. So I, you absolutely. will learn, totally, totally. you will learn more from how people have done it wrong than how people have done it right. And you will get into that position and you will say, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to raise women. I'm going to mentor them. I'm going to promote them. I'm going to make them stronger and I'm not going to alienate them because I have somehow lost my sense in becoming in this position. No. And I have totally had that experience because I didn't know. I didn't know that that's not how it had to be. Right. And it wasn't until recently when we hired you know, sort of a slew of junior designers and art directors that I was like, all right, bitches, look, (laughs) you know, like not only do you have to work twice as hard, but like if you're working with me, like don't ever bring any of that shit to the table. And here's why, you know, like it's, I genuinely care about making sure that they do well, even on projects that I'm not with them on. Because if, if they're discounted and if they feel isolated and if, I mean, you know, like, I, and even that, it's like, I don't, God, it's, it's such a fine line between being like, I have a vagina and so I'm handicapped and need special help. Like, that's not what it's about. Like, <laughs> like it, it's just about the fact that society breeds women to be competitive with each other in a way that is very different from the, from the way men compete with each other. Who has the cutest baby? Yeah, yeah, but it's also like, but, yeah. who has the longer eyelashes? Uh-huh. And, well, and you know, it say, gets incredibly I, petty and embarrassing. Yeah, I will say, you know, to to Lenin's point, it it is things are shifting much more where it is collectively husband and wife are raising the family. Mm-hmm. And um, and I will say a real partnership is what yes, she calls it. Yes. And I will say that we need to evolve as a society in acknowledging that. 
Yes. In knowing that it's not going to be the woman that's checked. I mean, the thing is, is that we, we had a baby boy and, you know, adopted a daughter and both times I'm like, Oh shit, this puts things into perspective. This shit that I worried about is not as important anymore because we have a new life or we have this life that we've brought into our family. Mm -hmm. And that, that is not exclusive to women. It happens with men as well. And, and I feel like, I mean, I'm listening to the guy, I'm looking at the goddamn Procter and Gamble spot. That's like, thanks mom. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, bullshit. Yeah. It's like my child, my, both of my children are going to succeed because we collectively raised them. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fucking checked out at the office and didn't give a shit about what my kids did. I mean, I can, my, my, both my parents raised me. They raised me differently, but I am a product of both of them raising me. I'm not a product of my mom did the hard work and my father occasionally, I mean, truth be told, my mom was there more than my father was because I was raised at a different time. But collectively, they gave me the stuff that makes me who I am. Yeah. So it's like I, I just it, and and call me fucking extra well, sensitive. Is, I don't know. No, 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 no. This goes no. back to you. And wasn't it you making the point about dads being like, "Oh, I'm playing mom this weekend"? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yep. that's what he did. Yes. Yeah. Now let me flip the coin on that. So okay, so you've kind of feminized the 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 dad role, and I'm and and Whoa. good. No, no, hold on. Whoa. No, 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 in. In a good way, because because you because I mean, so many people say, well, you know, if I'm the dad, I'm, but but turning it into that that real partnership and and both and, parents you know, are nurturers, right? Both exactly. parents are punishers. Exactly. Both now, parents are flipping the coin and and looking at the the mother that stays home, right? You know, comes out comes out of the workplace. So this this is my wife. You know, when when Hayden was born in December, she made the conscious decision to stay at home with him to uh, take Nathan out of out of preschool so he can spend some time before he starts kindergarten, all these things. Conscious decision did so mostly because she really hated her job and, and just wanted to get the fuck out anyway. However, you know, we, we say, OK, we lose so many women because they decide to make that decision and then we just never see from them, you know, hear from them again and we lose all that potential. Uh, she cannot wait to get back, you know, loves, loves the time with the kids and everything. But boy, I tell you what, when Nathan starts school in the fall, she's getting back into it, but she's also figuring out ways to where she can, she's, you know, thinking about trying to figure out how to start her own, her own, uh, practice and, yeah. and different things like that. And so, and so she's taking that potential and, uh, applying it in new ways. And so there's, there's also that side of the coin too. Um, and, and she also is, is super interested in, um, coming in and, and possibly, possibly talking about this. Awesome. And well, so, I, I hope that she does, um, but to be totally fair, like your wife's super smart. She's a fucking attorney. Like that's not the kind of shit that goes out of style. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when I you're, know. no, it's true. <laughs> like, like she has a law degree. Yes. You know, like and that's wonders every real. day why she did it. But like I have a bachelor of arts and I'm a writer for an ad agency and you know, I take off three years and I'm no longer relevant. I'm damaged goods in like the worst possible sense. No, I have, I'm not connected. Totally disagree. You have to not think about your personal opinions. You have to think about a 
collective of opinions no, that are I'm making not, I'm the not decisions. Think, I'm not thinking not about advertising. No, I'm thinking about a big picture. I'm thinking You're about it, even even if you you would be unfortunate enough to work somewhere where that is the case. And I'm not saying you're wrong because you're not wrong. Eventually, somewhere, someone is going to have that happen to them, and it sucks. Oh, it happens every day. That's yes, the... absolutely. However, I do, I do think that just just because that happens doesn't mean that it's that that it's the end. I mean, there there are there are no, I don't places. think it's there the... are different opportunities. I agree, there, you know, but so. I think you know you make adjustments and you make. You, you rationalize, you know, yourself into this way of thinking and, and so much has to do with the fact that you were already pumping the brakes before you were even pregnant. Sure. And, and that is on women. That is not on yeah. the, their workplace. True. That is not on men. That well, is yeah, on, it's not on society. Women. It's, yeah. And the way, you know, that like, that's our fault. There's just, it's just like women not being fans of women. We should our, be our biggest fans, and we're not, and that is mm-hmm. on us. All this from the one little stupid thing that I wrote well, that wasn't even. That I know, good but this is great. With. No, this is awesome. I mean, I'm I, still waiting for. I'm so self conscious about it that, like, I mean, and I felt this way for a long time for a lot of different reasons, and I don't want to attribute it to solely this, but I got married, and for the first six months after I got married, and I was back at work. Every single person would come up to me and say, well, so what's your new name? Yeah. And I would just be like, hmm. Didn't do that. I did. I didn't. I didn't. And it, it hadn't. My husband's last name is fucking awesome. It's McCracken. My name would be Quinn McCracken. Like that is so we're, we're, much we're cooler Bear holding again. <laughs> than Joel Quinn Catherman. Yeah. But, but, this. but my whole point Jesus. is that. No, Are you this is different. Well, um, when I really think about it, the biggest reason I didn't do it is because of the industry I work in, and doing mm-hmm. that would be a level of suicide equivalent to being pregnant. And it's fucked up that I even think about it that way. No, it, and you know what? And maybe I'm Gareholding again. I love that we have. No, but I think it's okay. This this may <laughs> but, be gear holding, but it's okay to come back to it because no, it's all right. no, we it's made good. these but, points in but earlier my episodes. Wife, when we got married, she, as a writer, stayed as Laura Crawford. Mm-hmm. I don't get and it. I don't. Know I how you do have that. to. I have to say that the old traditional male came in, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I mean, now it's like I, I don't care. I but mean, she legally took your name. Yeah. I mean, she's Laura Crawford Piper, yeah. Yeah, but she legally took your name. She did. Yeah. See, Quinn didn't do that. Wow, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I, it's, it is. It doesn't it, matter. It no, doesn't matter. No, but you matter. don't know how many daily situations I'm in where I'm like, I am made to question that decision and like feel really shitty about it because it's like, on one hand, it's like I feel like everybody sees it as me rejecting my husband on You're some not, level or rejecting some uh, level of unity. And it's like that's not what it's about. It's the fact that I'm my own fucking person and I have a name. So let me so let me let me bring in a movie analogy because I, I haven't done it for a couple episodes. No, you I haven't. Got, Go for got it. The scra- I got the cracked shakes and the scratches mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was I was talking to my son on Friday. I took half a day off. I went and saw. 
I watched three movies in the theater this weekend. Oh, I'm so jealous. Pathetic I am. Wow. I saw 42, I saw Iron Man 3, and I saw The Place Behind the Pines or whatever the hell what? that's called. The I what in the heard hmm? of that. Yeah. Um, so I saw 42, and, you know, I was talking to my son about it, and Gabe asked me, he's like, you know, what'd you think of it? And I said, I thought it was an amazing movie. And I thought, and I said, I so much admire someone who continues to persevere in the face of complete and utter rejection, Mm -hmm. who knows that they are doing something that is right when everybody's telling them that it's wrong. And then in the end, they are able to say, I did the right thing. And this is what came of it. And that's what it is. This is your, you you going, you going with your lot, your, your original name. Everybody's going to make you feel weird for it because it's not traditional, but you're doing your thing and it's okay. That makes me feel insanely better, I think, but (laughs) it should, but it also is one of those things where the most common response when people find out that I did not take my husband's name is what are you going to do when you have kids? And I'm like, ah, yeah, I guess it would be weird. I guess I'm going to look like a divorcee. And or someone on Dynasty. Yes. Oh, that's a Gen X thing. That's a total Gen. Yeah, sorry. Did you see my face go completely <laughs> blank? Here's the thing. Like you I gotta, know Dynasty, but Quinn, it's like I don't know it that well. Quinn, you got to get oh on the Gen X God. Gen I, I will not ride that train. Product, I have multiple ex-stepmothers is that a rode that train. I know. Of the eighties. Eighties rocked. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, Gen I was X. born in the eighties. So because you it. know, I because I just made a totally awesome, awesome reference there. Totally. Yeah, yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Like I said, we have two sponsors. We are also sponsored this time around by an event apart which is the uh, conference for people who design websites. There, there is this fantastic uh, conference called An Event Apart that has been put on for a few years now by a couple of guys uh, and folks who are web designers. These are guys that need no introduction, Eric Meyer and Jeffrey Zeldman, and they do, they do about five or six of these a year. And uh, an event apart has been uh, interested in becoming our sponsor, and so we want Hell to tell yeah. you, we want to tell you guys that there are there are a number of them coming up still throughout 2013. Uh, we've got San Diego, California, that is coming up May 20th, 22nd. Now the the actual conference itself is sold out, but they also offer a workshop at the end of it. But then in June, it's in Boston. And uh, so that is June 24th through 26th. Mule Radio Syndicates, or the, the father of the whole thing, Mike Montero, is one of the speakers there. There are 12 speakers per conference. So Mike Montero is going to be speaking there. And as luck would have it, I'm also going to be there. At, at, uh, I, I'm not speaking. I lo- yeah, I love how you have it written. <laughs> Montero is speaking in Boston. And Jeremy, and Jeremy will, will also be, be there. there. Yes. Not speaking, but he will not be speaking. There. I just will happen to be attending. So, uh, which which is you know kind of a kind of a fun little thing because I had already I had already signed up. Uh, you know, if you are if you are looking for if you are just and and I, I want to say though this is this is the thing, and one of the things that I really like about an event apart is that even though it is the conference for people who design websites, 
design is a very loose loose word because there there is a lot of inspiration and a lot of really good stuff to take away no matter what you do so even if you are let's say a writer for the web a content manager there are speakers that are there for you and have some some really great stuff to say. So you you don't have to be a pixel pusher, designer, et cetera, et cetera, to get a lot out of this conference. So, uh, you know, check out an event apart slash the shakes for more information about the conference. And uh, hopefully if uh, you're wanting to show up in Boston, maybe I'll see you there. I have right. to pee. Okay. I'm going to talk about how awesome your husband is then. We yeah. we bonded. What, he like, is. He's so awesome. Wait, wait. You he, bonded at Bulletproof? Yeah, yeah, because she was doing her thing, and then she went inside to go, you know, do whatever. And he and I, we hung out, and we, you know, talked about talked about Quinn, basically, for, for a while. And yeah. He's... He's a handsome fellow. I got a bit of a man crush. I'm not going to lie. He's a, seriously. He's a, yeah, he's you a, could he's roll. A, yeah, you he's could a nice guy. Him? He's he's a good looking guy. He's a, yeah, but he's he's pretty cool. Who is okay? If your man crush, oh man, my man crush came up to you and you're like, I would I would sleep with that dude. So you're you're asking me like name name a guy name, name a dude a guy, name a, name a dude man crush man crush. Okay, okay, so okay, hold on. I guess let's 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 turn that around. So so. So Steve, her husband, uh, let's say that's more of like a bromance, okay? Okay. So there's a difference, bromance and a man crush. Man crush, mm, wow. <sighs> Can I make it easy? Will you ask me who mine is? Yes. George Clooney. George in Clooney. In a second. George Clooney. George Clooney said, right. Pat, you and I, mm-hmm. bedroom, mm-hmm. now, now. I'm there. Now, yeah. And there, it's George yeah. Clooney. Yeah. And then we could pillow talk about sure. social issues yeah. and what he's doing in third world countries. Uh-huh. I mean, and his latest movie with Steve Soderbergh. I mean, we could talk for hours after. Yeah. There would be snuggling. It would be Aww. awesome. Yeah. It yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. And plus, he's got that dry humor. That, he does. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I could. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's 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 where I, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things I haven't haven't really haven't really oh, given I've that spent too time. much thought. I've spent some time. Yeah, no, that's and then my old I mean, lady that's crush. Good that's good one. Old lady crush. Old Helen lady. Mirren. Oh, yes. Helen Mirren in a second. Yeah, yeah. Helen. I mean, Mirren. I might have to be a little Absolutely. bit more gentle. I Absolutely. couldn't be yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna manhandle you. I'd be have no. to be like a. Here, here's a pillow. I'm gonna mm-hmm. lay you down mm-hmm. gently and yeah. stuff like that. Right. But damn. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that one. I, would go I am way there. with you on that one. Yeah. <clears throat> She's the Sean yeah. Connery of female actresses. Yes. She has gotten hotter with it. Yes. Age. Yes. Yes. There you go, Sean Connery. That that'd be a good that'd be a good candidate. Might for the be. Crush. Might yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. James Bond Booker. and shit. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be wonderful. Yes. I'm going to Roger you nicely. Yeah. 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 No, totally. Did you guys talk about how awesome my husband is? We, we did, but then we started talking about Jeremy, dudes that we would have sex with. Jeremy might roll with your husband. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, well, we started. He, I, I, said that, I said I had a little bit of a man crush on your husband, but then I realized it wasn't as much of a man crush as it was a bromance type of thing. Mm, it, you guys could totally have a bromance. Yeah. But Steve's the kind of guy that could have a bromance with anybody. 
Well, I can I can also sense that. I can also sense that. Uh, you know, <laughs> He's because a very good relator. We, yeah, He's in and sales. we were we were conspiring to get some, to to uh, to get a, a thing going, and you know, and we traded emails and stuff like that. But then it it all fell. Part. But, yeah but you know but yeah he's 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 awesome i really uh i really enjoyed hanging out with uh with with steve did you guys see that zach galifianakis on yeah. saturday night live yeah. and that yeah. sketch which was not that funny but the idea behind it was actually which was what you know basically the whole thing is him doing like He's trying to have this show, you know. Oh it, yeah, the whole thing Comes, is basically more or less like fix it in post. You yeah, know? he's like, okay, so right now I'm going to answer the door, oh, and yeah. it's going to be John Ham. But uh-huh. it, right now it's not John Ham. I just need you to put his face on. Yeah, that. I need to. He's I'm going to wink, but I need to just CGI one eye. eye. I watched. I, I watched two. I watched two clips on Hulu of Zach on Saturday Night Live. One was where he, it was the, it was like some seventies cop show where they kept on freezing at the wrong point. Oh, I missed that. Which was not very funny. And then I saw that Game was of not Thrones this Saturday, no, was it? That was a That, that was must have been his other oh, was that, And then yeah. I saw Game, the of, Game Thrones of Thrones game show. Think yeah. game show, which was not funny. It was, no, it was and a spoof. it to- it could have been It could have been so goddamn good. And it was a spoof of the Jeopardy stuff that, yeah. that oh, Alex, God, it could have yeah, been so that Will Ferrell and, right. and Yeah, know, it was trying to be honest. I'm such a game of thrones freak that like i was like <laughs> popular culture loves it too ah more feed me more i was surprised i knew as much of the answers as i did yeah yeah so. wait until you discover the game of thrones week wiki oh that, i've been that's, see, no that's the okay thing. no hold on i you gotta be careful there i know but here's here's my deal i discovered it uh, three nights ago because like i went to bed because here's my okay back up so I've I finally started watching Game of Thrones, and and I about fin- goddamn I know, time, and I finished watching. I finished season one as Pat walked in the door tonight, and so Khaleesi, yes, naked. yeah, Khal- Khaleesi naked, all of her clothes burned off with a dragon on her shoulder. Oh, it's so, the dopest episode. <laughs> ever. Is there any hotter visual? Then Khaleesi naked with a dragon on her. It, it was it was pretty hot, it, and she damn literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyhow, yes. So i I've been I've been staying up really late, like for the past two weeks. Like I've been watching, you know, two a night. Not late enough, Jesus. <clears throat> seriously, you just got through the first no, season. I I know. Well, it, it's one of those things. It's like it's like I'm up late, and then I and then I'm like I'm pissed because I know I got to bed, got to go to bed, but I want to watch more. And so and so anyway, so <laughs> like the the one the the one episode where Ned Stark started looking in the book of lineage and seeing that all of the Baratheons were were Red black heads. haired. And oh, and yeah. then and then Joffrey was blonde haired, and I was like, well, you know, why does that make a difference? And then I went to bed and I, and I was laying there and I was like, okay, this is bugging me. Why does it make a difference? So I so I went and I found seriously. The, hold on, I I figured it out on my own. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Shut because up. because because I went and I found the Game of Thrones wiki and I started reading and then it didn't help me. And then God, I was you're laying just there cheating and, yourself by not reading these books. You and, would, and then, you, you know, are the person that should read these books. And then and then I and then I went and then like the next morning I was in the shower and I was like, 
Oh, yeah, that's why he's blonde-haired. So. Seriously, you needed to go to the wiki, and the wiki didn't even help you to figure that out? Dude, I was, it was late, and I was drunk. Shut Dude. up. Yeah, but you also get to the wiki, and you're like, ha, ah, ha, ah, ah. Like, there's just so much on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, can't, I can't keep track of all the goddamn names. Oh, I God, can't. you guys are... You- I, I you need to rain the moon. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, in the back of every book, first of all, in the front of every book, there's a map, you know, because have you noticed that in every episode, the map at the beginning changes, which is just brilliant. I mean, yeah, that intro it is. is brilliant. Depending you on mean, who you they're... Mean, you mean season or no. episode? No, every episode, episode Depending on locations. who they're talking about, they show the location that they're talking about. Oh, it, start, it starts at a different place? You know, the, the yeah, Oh, I know. I yeah. I have such a boner for that oh, intro. Oh, God, it is... It's fucking it awesome. Is the so best awesome. art direction I've ever yeah, seen, probably. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But uh, have you watched House of Cards? No. Blowing my mind. Well, and I heard the Netflix Watched. like blew it blew its wad where they like they released all the episodes too fast. Oh, uh, thank God well, because they do it I would be losing my shit if I think they, they did, did it. it like day after day after day. Oh, and then I know. it was like no, this, dude, you're supposed to like spread that this season. Easily out. rivals all the shows I've seen on HBO. Shut I mean, up. HBO no, see, and dude, Showtime. It could be a Showtime HBO up. show. Yes. And I and I don't it agree but so, the just writing said. is so good and robin right like you would think that kevin spacey would obviously be the star and like everybody no, else would be the just princess like whatever the princess bride. kevin spacey's i'm finding in history is little one-dimensional no he's amazing in this he okay so like in the first episode there's this device where he turns and he'll talk to the camera and at first you're like oh fuck really we're gonna be like this you know the whole like character talking into the camera. It's why I. It's why. I did, it's why I dismissed uh, um, High Fidelity at first, which, by the way, is one of my favorite movies. Absolute but favorite. What's movie. so brilliant about this is that somehow it feels like a play divided up into all these different Ooh. acts, which is like this totally new territory for TV like for that. me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just. I am eating it up i stayed up until four in the morning the other night and watched five episodes in a row because See, i couldn't this is stop. what i wanted to do yeah. i couldn't stop i could not stop yeah and robin wright penn well i guess now robin wright is do you know how small she is i stood outside a hotel with her she is so tiny no because she looks so, well, she's like Stonehenge. She's much smaller. Than she life. looks huge. <laughs> like she looks like a towering presence. Not like fat. Like just no. Towering. She is. It's what I because um, little known fact: Kevin Spacey, three foot tall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he's I also see that. a small man. Yeah. Um, uh, but she is. I. It's to the point where like you haven't heard anything from that bitch in so long that you're like, oh, I, oh, forgot I know. She existed. Yeah, she's a fantastic. But sh- this is gonna make her. The queen of Hollywood. Yeah, because like She's I saw her. Be, the, the acting that she does in this is so fucking smart. It's like there's so few instances where you're like, God, that is just goddamn smart acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is it. But but you're right though because I it was either Conan or Jimmy Fallon that I saw her on there when she was you know going out and pushing the show, and I was like, Where the hell has she been all these years? And you know, and so and and she doesn't look anything like what she used to look like. She's been dealing with a weird clavicle thing happening. I don't know what that um, is. Rose McGowan for years thought that she was this Amazon woman. Mm. 
huge, really tall. No. Came upon her. She's, She's like Christina about Ricci. Like five four. She is itty bitty. Yeah. Could have folded her up and put but, her. Okay, so here's where I take issue with your thing about blowing the wad too soon. That is not how people watch yes, television. That's what's anymore. so smart about it You're is right. that they created a show for the internet that is like it is You're the right. smartest You're thing right. ever. And I totally but, turned my nose up at it for wait, all of those reasons. But if you're Netflix and you're developing you're developing shows based on I mean that this is Netflix going out into the world and saying yes. we're developing our own content. You want to spread it out unless no. you no, no. listen. Okay, listen, I'll listen. I'll listen. Unless you've got a thousand writers creating all this other content and you can keep people engaged. No, they're goddamn if brilliant. If you blow your wad, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But if you're going to compete with content, you know, like, like HBO and Showtime, you have to stretch it out. Otherwise, people are I, not going to believe you're a player. I totally agree with you, but I think they're going to do it by seasons. Instead of by show. Well, which is more because the way people could, the reason Netflix is awesome is because you can sit down and ruin an entire weekend and not leave the house because you started. I love that. Oh, it's my favorite thing in the entire Mm -hmm. world, right? Ruining a weekend. Yeah. I have to pee. Okay. But it's also. That's good because now I'm going to talk about all the reasons that you're wrong. <laughs> but I mean, you gotta admit, like when I first found out that they were doing sh- a show, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like fucking amateur hour." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think that, but then it comes out, and you're like, Ehh. "Well, okay." So, so here's here's a. It's made and it's released in the way that people watch TV now. People love to DVR a whole season of shows. Watch it all and, you know, run the weekend. It's the, running the weekend is what it's all about. So not only is it that they're, that they're doing it in that fashion, but then what they're doing, I think, with, like, keeping people going, it's like, okay, there, there's this show. You liked it? Here's this next one because now Did they've you, got another. Yeah, there's like a horror yeah, show. Yeah, yeah I'm and so I think that's what they're going to do. Dude, it's did like, you watch House of Cards? I haven't yet. Okay. You're, it's in, it's you, in my instant queue. You need to focus on Game of Thrones and nothing else. And I did that. I did that, which which is you also still have a whole other season before you. I know. Even I have season this, two. Yeah. I know. I know. And and, and, and I'm going to pick gets. up. I'm going to pick up. Joke. Well, it has to with what just happened. And so, yeah, I'm going to pick up uh, season two on iTunes this weekend because I need and I'm going to wait for Pat to come on this. Well, no, fuck. Fuck Pat. So I have all this Mad Men sitting on my DVR. I don't want to watch it. I know why I feel if I don't watch it Sunday, I put it off and then it becomes like a it's like on my to-do list like yeah. oh fucking watch mad men yeah and the reality is is that this season has been kind of a wet fart yeah well and and season five was i mean the the thing of it is is like you know you guys were like oh you gotta catch up and so i still had like three episodes left i was like oh, fuck it i'll just read the wiki and so i just read what the rest you know i didn't even finish the season i just read to catch up yeah and so now i'm saying okay we're talking about mad men now uh, and, and so my thing is, uh, uh, is, are you up to date? Well, I, and what, I, 
Mm. Well, what that is is what I'm about to go ahead lay, lay on you is that you know I've got all this Madman. I've got what four episodes, five episodes that that I haven't watched yet. I don't want to do it. Why? I mean, because it's, I'm just I'm just not feeling it, man. Uh, you know, it, know what what I was okay, just saying. What I was, what I was just is, saying was I feel ca- the same. If yeah. I don't watch it right after Game of Thrones is like a palate cleanser because every time after I watch Game of Thrones, I'm like more, more. But I'll tell you, as as far fetched as last last Sunday's episode was, it got me reengaged. Honestly, hmm. I could have walked away from Mad Men because the truth of the matter this is, this past Sunday, yes. Hmm. Okay. Oh, uh, go ahead, eye roller. Why don't you explain to me why your eye, why you're rolling your eyes? Well, I can't because Jeremy hasn't. Well, seen I, it. here I'm going to go pee, so you can do that, and then I just won't listen when uh, right, we go pee. do the show. When we cut this whole segment out because right. our show's nine hours long now. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, so. First of all, I mean, the character development really needs to pick the fucking pace up. You no, know? No, no. Okay, go ahead. Like, on I'll, one hand, I'll let I just you put I, yourself out I either there and need then I to will see. swat you down. <laughs> I either need to see a new layer to Don or I need a new hint into his psyche because I'm fucking bored of the I'm so hot and sad yes. game. Like, yeah. give me a break. I told my wife, she vehemently disagrees with me. I said, John Hamm has no career past this show. No, that's he does not, not true. I totally that is disagree. very true. That no, is have you not seen true. his comedy? He's hilarious. He's not. Yes. He's not. Okay, whatever. And he the, is the so stoic, fucking hot. The stoic it bullshit. George Clooney was able to go from TV to movies and do it successfully because George Clooney has something that I like to call range. John <sighs> Hamm, the stoic bullshit is over, and he has he has had okay, enough well, stints. He's had enough that. stints. In movies. I'm talking about the writing of Mad Men. Okay, I get that. That I, needs to get, I, I get smarter. It. I need I to it. see a new layer. I'm so sick of his Now, bullshit. here's what I will say. I will say, thank God Roger Sterling's found his groove again. That's much more interesting. Oh, I totally agree. Much more interesting. Him being down and And I will say the so conclusion boring. of this, as far-fetched as it is, I'm like, okay, I'm reengaged because I was done. I really was episode yeah, to episode. I'm like, I fucking hate all these people. Like Don fucking the woman downstairs. It's like, Jesus, come, come on. on. That's then, not even interesting. It's and so you got, expected. You got super hottie here as your wife who challenges you. Know who that, you. We already talked about this. Freaks yeah, and geeks. Who, who, cha- what, what? That chick that he's fucking downstairs, the, the neighbor lady. Yeah. She was on Freaks and Geeks. What was she on Freaks and Geeks? Oh my God, the main chick on Freaks and Geeks with the brother, and she's like geeky and uh, I can't remember. No her. way. Yes, look, think, okay, think of who re- it is. I got to rego. Okay, but the thing is, and and it's like you know, did you Megan, get an advertising boner when they did the pitch and they decided last minute to go in? No, because it was so fucking far fetched. Is it? I though? did get yes. Come on. Um, no, it is so far fetched. Now, I will say that there are periodically there are lines that I love. And oh, I did yeah. love from who's the principal of the rival agency. And I, Harry Hamlin. It's not. Is it Harry Hamlin? Uh, Harry Hamlin it doesn't matter. Where His he said so he said something like, 
Of course I'm against this unless it works, which I thought was great. Oh, that line was, but it was a, it's not, it's not one of those lines that when you write it on paper, you're yeah, like, but the way he delivered he it, he delivered and it and the timing, it was fantastic. Yeah, no, that was fucking But fantastic. I, I'm re-engaged. I, I, All, the one good thing I can say <laughs> is that I'm starting to see this other sort of level of complexity and it's barely there and I'm so desperate for it that I might be like trying to pull it out more than it exists, but Starting to see a new layer to Don in terms of work method and like the way he approaches creativity and his job, you know, that is getting slightly more interesting for me. Like, I mean, there were, it was kind of awesome what he did with Jaguar, right? Yeah. I did love the meeting that he had. Yeah. That I mean, was there awesome. were so, there are so many times where I'm just like, why won't one of these creative people stand up and be like, this is bullshit. Like at some point somebody has to put their fucking foot down and say, absolutely fucking not. You crazy asshole. I, okay. So, so let me, let me throw something out there and see if you agree. I think in the real world, I think Don Draper might be a hack, but he's a hell of a salesman. Agree or disagree. Oh, totally agree. Agree. Okay. Yeah, go. I can agree that. So, so basically, the, it, the gist done. the gist um, is buck up. The gist is buck up and watch the show. Is what you're saying? Yeah. No, okay. I mean you just got to do it for the sake of what we do. You know? Yeah. Like well, I know, and that's and that's the thing. It just it feels like a chore to me now. I know. And, but, I know. But but you're but, saying it gets better. I'm saying that I'm saying that no. I I was no I was possibly trudging along, and I will say that this last episode got me reengaged. Okay. And really, I could have walked away from it. Reengage, like, like, fuck yeah, or like, oh, I'm okay, like, I can watch another one. Like, I'm like, I'm back into it. Okay. I'm interested okay. in seeing where this okay. is going to go. The one, the, the, now, I'll tell you one thing that I have, rec- another thing that I've recorded that I've kind of been thinking, well, maybe that's what I want to do, is uh, Hannibal. Have you guys, have you, the, the Hannibal Lecter show that's on NBC? No. Yeah. Is it good? I, I I don't know I I, 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 I chose I chose you. to watch Game of Thrones instead of it so I'll tell you one show that I kind of want to watch is Bates Motel yeah I've heard some some good stuff about that too all right where are we at on this thing we're, we're, we're out. done we're out yeah we we're, we're we're pretty much done yeah let's wrap up so um we good discussion. Interesting, yeah, very, very good discussion. I'm glad that I'm glad that I was able to be, uh, you know, self conscious and scared of myself enough to um, such a sensitive to, pussy. To, yeah, to have a one sided internet fight with Quinn. Tall Peter Dinklage is back in our life. He is, and I gotta say, Tall Peter Dinklage, come on, dude. <laughs> Seriously, give half an effort for the old Pat Piper, please. No, I, but see the thing, but is, I actually I think it's liked, really funny. I kind of like that he was so minimalistic. Yeah, it's just like what he, he gave me. He gave me. Gave me some props. I didn't look at it yet. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because we've been we were pushing. You know, hey, we want to have our our origin stories changed on the wiki on a regular basis. A tall Peter Dinklage has stepped up and is uh, taking and is accepting the challenge. God, Quinn, I fucking love that. Quinn's guy. is fantastic. Is it? Oh, let's read it. Quinn's is fantastic, but I do love Pat's because it's just one sentence. We should read that. (laughs) Pat was a fan of Thomas Hart Benton. (laughs) And that's it. That is, you know what? Okay. You know what? It's good. I back off. I back off. What is, the fact that he said was a fan says, 
volumes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Keep it as it's good. is. Okay, so the, the URL is theshakes.wikia.com. Let's read my... Ah. Oh my God, I'm, I'm not that old. Tall Peter Dinklage. Dram- let's let's have a dramatic reading. Quinn of was Quinn's. named after a platypus named Quinn. In the winter of 1979, try 1984. All of the chickens on the Catherman farmstead died from the harsh cold. But oh my God! But they needed to keep up their supply of eggs to survive. One night, a mysterious Aussie knocked on the door. He sold a platypus to Quinn's father as a mammal egg-producing solution to their problem without the messy chicken attitude. The winter came and went, and the new addition to the farm was helping men fences, herd cattle, and, of course, lay eggs. But one tragic day... The, oh, my God, this is long. But one tragic day, the platypus took on a wolf. <laughs> Got hydrophobia and had to be kept in the corn crib. Quinn's older brother, Travis, of course, that would be his name. Yes had to go out one night and put their duck-billed, egg-laying, otter-footed, beaver-tailed family member out of its misery. (sighs) Folklore grew around town, and Quinn, the platypus, was named, was all anyone ever talked about. There were 53 children born in that town in the next five years named Quinn. Duh. The school mascot became a platypus. Cats envied Quinn. Dogs wanted to be Quinn. Consequently, that's when the modern baseball cap got its bill. You guessed it, from Quinn fever. Quinn Catherman is not as popular as Quinn, but one day she will be. Well said. Well You gotta said. love a tall I Peter celebra- Dinkley. I, I celebrated two birthdays in the time it took Quinn to read that. <laughs> oh, yours is painfully small. I love yeah, it. It's one sentence. I love it. Pat Piper was a fan of Thomas Harpin. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right, Jeremy, what do you got? We had a falling out. Yeah, apparently so. Jeremy has been conducting trains since 1994. After switching tracks from his engineering degree in 1992, he got stoked to, tra- <laughs> to trade in his bib overalls for a shirt and railroad tie to start his conductor training. You totally are kind of a train conductor. I'm a little creeped out about what he knows about what I did in 1992. <laughs> in his free time, he lends his talent to lead the local orchestra. But his passion has always been high-end locomotives with all the bells and whistles. That is so metaphorically beautiful. I know. It's, it's pretty perfect, isn't pretty it? pretty great, yeah. 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 God damn it. I love you, tall Peter Dinklage. I know. So, yes. So, so I, how I can't tall wait to see is the tall Peter Dinklage? I mean, he could still be like 4'8 and be, and be pretty tall. tall. Maybe that's a wiki entry that a tall Peter Dinklage needs to add. I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing. I'm writing. Paul, I'm writing tall Peter Dinklage's. Terrible. Are you a tall Peter Dinklage? <laughs> I might be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, then there we go. Okay, well, so not as far on episode descriptions, but no, we'll, we'll get well, there. Yeah, like I, I seeded a couple of them, and I said, here's what they need to look like. Go. We're getting there. We're getting there. So um, I mean, all I care about are memorable quotes. Yeah, and that takes some effort. That that takes somebody who really yeah. listens that, to the that show. That takes some real nerdage. Yeah, yeah, so... And, and, you know, and, and it's, and far be it from, well, really any of us to say what those memorable quotes are. 
Oh, it's not just, for us to say. Yeah, it's not for us to I say. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it might be for me to say. Okay. Well, we'll see. As usual, if there's anything that you want to know about us, it is out there at cocktailnapkinstudios.com, where you can read about us, become a beer buddy, and uh, all that good stuff. So I guess uh, bye. 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 <laughs> This has been The Shakes with Jeremy Fuxa, Pat Piper, and Quinn Catherine. Visit CocktailNapkinStudios.com for more information about this show. Mm-hmm. Drinking up your co-